another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. You can find me on Twitter, I guess, at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Why would they find you on Twitter at Bob McDonald? That's that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Just go visit you at Horizon Roundtable. Follow at your own risk. Don't do it. It's You're not Follow missing anything. Your own risk. <laughs> yeah, tell that to a couple of coaches that already made the mistake of doing that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that. Just follow him at Horizon Roundtable. Follow me at uh, Horizon Matt. Follow any of us, but don't follow yeah. Bob. Yeah, but Horizon RT is our, is our Twitter handle. So, yeah. It's true. So, so um, you can also uh, you can also follow us on the web at horizonroundtable.com, and be sure to uh, subscribe to us wherever uh, <clears throat> wherever podcasts are found. And uh, Matt, I have a programming note. Remember, I said last week that we were going to have uh, new Milwaukee head coach Bart Lundy on. I do remember that. I was. It is going to happen if you are. Uh, yes. So that episode, that bonus episode, is dropping on Monday afternoon. So if you happen to be listening to this on Monday. Anytime after Monday afternoon. Congratulations. It's already up. I'm sure you hit, got into a lot of the hard-hitting things like Pat Baldwin Jr. And uh, that's all I got. No, I think I started, I think I started with because he's worked because uh, uh, apparently his uh, house, in, uh, house in North Carolina is being worked on. I saw so they could sell it on Twitter. Yeah. In fact, I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, yeah. But you know what? Go ahead. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, but uh, you definitely don't want to miss that. Yeah, he's been doing – yeah, Bart Lundy, is, has, his official uh, press conference is um, is on Monday. Our our bonus episode is going to drop after that, so you don't want to miss that. Um, yeah, Matt, we're on the, we're on the media tour. Oh, we made it of this year. I don't know what we did wrong, but we're doing all right. Yeah, because we did the um, – so yeah, because he's been doing interviews. He he did one with Todd Rosiak from the Journal Sentinel. He's did uh, a few radio, television interviews, things like that. And we're on the tour because you know Horizon Roundtable. And uh, because props, eleven out of twelve respect the fact that uh, we cover this league better than anyone else. That's what we do. And props to Chris Zills, uh, SID over at Milwaukee for uh, hooking that up for us. Appreciate Thanks, that. Um, and by the way, um, we do need a Milwaukee writer for next season. So um, it, HorizonRoundtable.com. Click on the Help Why the button and. Uh, let us know because we need because we we want we want to we want to cover all the teams this year. <laughs> really, we can pretty much use a writer for most teams. I mean, if you're interested, let us know. We'll we'll find you. We'll 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 make room for you. So, um, but that's that's uh obviously Bart Lundy is still the uh is now the new coach. Um, Cleveland State's still looking for a coach. Um, and by the way, as of this recording, by the way. Still, no Cleveland State player has hit the transfer portal. I'm a little surprised by that. They are clearly at least willing to hear it out. They might like each other, which might be a good sign. Like, hey, we're going to see how this plays out for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Um, that I also did... means that none of them have taken off to Missouri, though. This is true. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, it, this hurts my soul a little bit because apparently now when there's like a, a commitment announcement – Dennis Gates tweets out this like uh, this in, uh, this picture where he's like you know super excited and stuff, and he's already done that twice. Uh, the one guy, uh, and, and by the way, if anybody who thought that uh, Dennis Gates was going to uh, stop recruiting JUCO players um, when he moved from the Horizon League to the SEC, wrong. He just signed the he just had the uh, number one JUCO player commit to him. But that's not the one I'm actually kind of interested with. Uh, DeAndre Golston, you guys remember that guy, right? You should. Hey, he played last that's season. That's a name that's familiar to, to Horizon fans. Yeah. Um, so 
DeAndre Golston left Milwaukee, and now he's going to play for Dennis Gates in in Missouri. I am half convinced. I'm half convinced that at some point in time, Dennis Gates is going to try to put together a Horizon Horizon League All Star team. There are enough that, pieces out there, by the way, that they can. Do you do think? Uh, do you think Dennis Gates could use a, a power four down there? Oh, maybe, maybe so. But I should point out that Armari Davis, the former Green Bay player, also is there. So he's got Amari Davis already. He's got uh, DeAndre Golston coming in. Um, yeah, he might need a he might need a four. Um, and fortunately, the Horizon League can uh, can provide one because lo and behold, Grant Basili has entered the transfer portal. Pretty ceremoniously not... too. It was just kind of like, oh, by the way, I'm transferring. Bye. I'm like, yeah, he did this whole thing. I'm like, like I'd like to thank everybody. Blah 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 blah. Oh, by the way, I'm going to the transfer portal, and I have two years of eligibility left. Because technically, because he, he obviously does technically in the in the pre-COVID years, basically Grant Basili would be considered because he was a redshirt his freshman year, he would be considered a grad transfer with one year of eligibility. Obviously, because of the COVID year, he's got two years of eligibility now. Well, couple of things about that. Well, first of all, obviously, if we are if we are going towards this, uh, Dennis Gates is creating a Horizon League All Star team in the SEC. That might be a possibility for him, but more realistically, more realistically, um, Grant Basili is a is a Wisconsin kid. So if he ends up at Wisconsin, I'm not going to be surprised. I but at the same time, not that I'm a Wisconsin uh, expert, I don't know that Wisconsin has room for him. That is, see, that's the other thing too, and I think you are, I, I, that is p- very plausible, and I just thought about this because, um, you know, you know, Marquette could always use them. Shaka Smart could use a guy like that. Just saying, maybe. You're waiting for me to say something. I have nothing to add on that. Sure. <laughs> um. I mean, theoretically, yeah, you could see him. You could see him going to. I mean, you could see him playing at the four at. Definitely, you could see him playing at the four at a high major, at a P five, at a high major. You could, I could. Absolutely, I mean, you could, but at the same time, just because he's from Wisconsin, and yeah, we all know Wisconsin recruits big white dudes, like which Grant Basile would fall in that uh, that stereotype. Like, who knows? Maybe he wants to go out to Gonzaga and, 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 you know and what? play in California Wisconsin, or out archetype. there. You know, who knows? That's it's an archetype. For 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 Wisconsin, that's what they do. That's it's their true. whole thing. I mean, that's 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 what they've been churning out since the Bo Ryan years. Like I that's say, maybe he, maybe he wants to go out to Gonzaga. Maybe he wants to go out to California. Who knows what Grant Basile wants? But uh, he's gonna be able to pick his place. I mean, most people could use Pretty a uh, big four. That yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think and I think one of the other one of the things that benefits from him. I mean, he doesn't do it very often, and he doesn't shoot that well. But he does have that three point shot, and he wasn't afraid to do use it a, a, more than a, on more than multiple occasions last season. So he's got that he's got that little thing in his arsenal. He doesn't use he doesn't need to use it all the time, but when he does, eh, he's pretty decent. No, and but and he was also pretty much playing a a five role at right yes. State because he's he's the big he's the biggest dude there, right? But at a power five, he he can actually probably go to Absolutely. more of a stretch four or even just a, a standard four kind of a deal and 
still have another big to play play with. And we've seen that with another big, i.e. Loud and Love in the previous case, he plays mm-hmm. really well. He, he, you know, it's a good, he's a good complimentary piece. He's going to go find what he needs. And maybe that's part of it is he knows Wright State's not going to find him another piece. And he wants to show that he's a four. So he's going to go somewhere and, you know, show what he's really capable of without having to be the guy in the middle. Yeah. And that is probably the best that's probably the best direction for him moving forward because we saw him in the we we saw him in that you know that first round game against um that first round game against Arizona and he was getting abused. Those big the the, the big guys from Arizona were just, you know, they they were they they were running the paint and there wasn't really there was really not a whole lot that uh that Grant Basile could do. No, he like I said, he's he's not a a real 5. You know, he, no. he's, he, he plays the role because he needs to for Horizon League school, and it's fine, but that's really yeah. not what he does. So he, He's what we would call a Horizon League 5, which is not like any other 5. Is that like when you go to – is that like beer goggles, like a, like a beer goggle 7 or something, or is that different? <laughs> uh, that's I think that's way different. Oh, I might get that confused with something else. Never mind. I have no idea. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I haven't been in circulation to know what the heck you're talking about on that one. Sorry. Um so now that Grant Basile is leaving, now that and, and which what's interesting is you know with Grant Basile, had Grant Basile stayed, I look at that Wright State team as probably a way too early favorite to take to re, uh, to to win the to win the regular season title next year for Wright State. Now, now you don't have Grant Basile. However, you still have Tanner Holden. You still have Trey Calvin. Um, you still have, as far as I know, Tim Finke. He, it doesn't seem For like now. he's going anywhere just yet. Um, and then you have the two freshmen. You have AJ Braun. Um, incidentally, it seems like it. It seems like every time I think I think Scott Nagy has like a, a room in the Nutter Center where he just like produces guys like this. He started with Loud and Love. Now he's got Grand Facility, and then lo and behold, here's AJ Braun. Bob, can we not talk about a room in the Nutter Center where Scott Nagy is producing anything? I'd really appreciate just <laughs> avoiding that nomenclature. That, sorry, that, that I I don't know where you were going with that, sicko. Uh, I don't, don't, there's a lot of, lot of words that shouldn't go together, and that's that's let's move on. <laughs> but what I'm saying, but in, in a in a wherever, you know what, in 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 a non wherever the hell you were going with that way, um, Scott Nagy seems to find the guy to replace the guy in the middle. And again, Horizon League 5, which is basically, you know, a guy who's generally would be generally undersized as a 5 anywhere else. But in the Horizon League, it works out pretty well, as it did for Wright State the last many years with both Loud and Love and Graham Basile. A.J. Braun fits into that mold, and I don't know if there's an extra piece he wants to put in there. He has C.J. Wilborn coming back, so I guess there's you know you can you can rotate the you can rotate those two guys and then move everybody up because I know you know he could obviously you know when A.J. Braun was out um, when A.J. Braun was out what they had done was they moved Finky up to the four and then um, Keaton Norris was starting at the point. Now I don't know if that's what they're going to do here, but that seems like the most logical step. Question being is, what is that rotation? Question being, of course, is that Wright State's rotation has always been pretty short. So what becomes of that? And I guess the question then would theoretically be answered by who are they bringing in next year? And 
you know, they haven't really spent. They didn't spend. They don't really spend a lot of time in the transfer portal. I mean, Tim Finke's the one guy who who did. They, they brought in Riley Voss last year. We didn't see a whole lot of him this year. Um, theoretically, he could come back, but I don't know if he will. Um, I, it's it's a little bit of a mystery how that how that rotation. Um, Alex Hubrest has was out the entire season, and he was a good. He was in the rotation the year before when Love Love was around. So. I don't know. Seems like there could be some question marks there for good old Wright State. Question marks that weren't supposed to be there before. I mean, we're kind of into that portion of the uh, off season where, okay, we're we're getting settled. I think to pretty much most of the people that are going to enter the portal have. Yes. Maybe a few. I think we've seen most of them. Um, and now. Horizon is not going to sign a lot of people from it because a lot of people are interested in um, are also probably looking at some other options. And, it, you know, it takes a little while to fill out some rosters. And sure. that's just kind of the way this goes. You know, sure. we've seen it now. We, it, it's, it, we're following a script. Indeed we are. Uh, I should point out, by the way, that they do have two guys. They actually do have two guys coming in next year. They got uh, they got verbals from two freshmen, Logan Woods and, and Dre Carter. So, yeah, they're – there is a possibility. I don't know, but um, I think once we get closer to the spring signing period, I mean, theoretically, we could see some movement for them. But I mean, right, again, Wright State hasn't exactly been much for movement. And by the way, um, we've always talked about is J- you know when is James Manns finally going to transfer because we like him and we really want him to play. That now he has. He has. I think I think we hit that last week. Yeah, he's he, he's in. by Like, great. Go find some playing time. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Were we higher up on him than everybody else? I'm still trying I've to never, figure. That, that's still a mystery to me. I just it just is. I've never really known much about him other than hearing everybody else talk about him. Pretty much saying that he's going to leave and then still being there for two years. That's I, my yeah. James Mans. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, James Mans. We like your game. And hopefully somebody else will too, and we'll see a lot more of you next year. Um, and that's that's another thing is just uh, you know we I've, I've written an article uh, I wrote an article in December talking about you know the portal and started to kind of see you know is the and all these things and uh, that's something we saw this past week we saw three former Oakland uh, players hit the portal at uh, their new team. Um, yeah. So that's uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty funny. Um, I I don't know how else to that's put it. That's interesting. Um, yeah, not that I, I'm rooting I, against anybody necessarily, well, but yeah, that's it's it's interesting how that happens. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, there were three guys who could theoretically been on this team this year. They transferred to uh, they transferred elsewhere, and now they're transferring one more time. Well, in two of those three is when when they landed on those teams, everybody said the hell. Like, what makes you think that you're going to be a good fit there? And turns out. Everybody Dude. except those kids was right. It was a terrible fit. There was nowhere for Dan Oladapo to play at Pitt. There was no, no. playing time for a volume shooter like Rashad Williams at St. Louis. Oh. Like, surprise, just like everybody said, what are you doing? I don't know. So, um, it's, you know, when we're tracking these kids leaving, you know, someone like James Manns might be, you know, keeping that in the back of their mind. Like, maybe you transfer down if you want to play. I don't know. Like, And honestly, maybe that's the reason that, you know, we have not seen any activity on the Cleveland State side. And by the way, one other team that I have not seen anything, any kind of activity from the portal, Purdue-Fort Wayne. I know they had a couple of guys. I know Jarvis Walker transferred and then a couple of other guys. But, you know, their major players have not yet. 
you know, obviously Jalen Pipkins and Cameron Benford are graduating. They haven't any eligibility left, but the rest of them are, seem to be, as far as I know, content staying where they're at for the time being. Which um, is not what we can say about our friends over at uh, in Moon Township. Yeah. Um, it. Robert Morris is such a weird situation. Because it has been a revolving ever since they've, uh, it seems like it's been a revolving door, and I'm sure that others can speak to this a little more intelligently than us. But the the portal is uh, the transferring that revolving door has kind of been a thing, for Robert Morris. But we haven't really seen it in action until the last couple of years. I mean, we got guys who are transferring in the middle of the season. We have three guys who transferred in the middle of the season. Who does that? Seriously, we had three guys. We had Ferran Flavors, we had uh, Rasheem Dunn, and we had uh, Mataya Akunzo, who, by the way, transferred to Youngstown State. Um, Yeah, so that's a little confusing. And now, add into that, add into that Brandon Stone, Add into that Justin Winston. Add into that. Um, add into that Cam Ferris. And I guess what probably will end up happening is the same thing that's our that's been happening is Andy Tool's going to dig into the portal, see what he can find. Well, that's what's weird to me about it is I, I'm not going to pretend that I know Andy Tool. I mean, we've had him on um, oh, yeah. early once, like. Seems to be a very well-respected coach. So some of these transfers that surprised me a little, other than um, when Robert Morris came to the Horizon League, they were used to having a lot of success. And a lot of these players were recruited with that success in mind. And I think Robert Morris is finding that transition to the Horizon League tougher than maybe any of other recent additions. I mean, going all the way back to Oakland, to even Purdue-Fort Wayne, even IUPUI, as much as, I mean, yeah, they've been awful. Like, it's been as expected. Where I think Robert Morris expected to be better, faster, sure, and is struggling a little bit, and I think that might be affecting the players. You know, it might be affecting locker room. I don't know, but like, it's weird because Andy Tool is a really, really well-respected coach. So sure. it's interesting to see this much, this much movement out of, uh, out of, out of uh, Robert Morris. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, now, here's the other thing I was thinking about this. Uh, Brent, the Brandon Stone move, I don't really get at all, but the Cam Ferris move sort of makes sense because you know. You had Enoch Cheeks kind of, you've had you had Enoch Cheeks kind of break out this year. He was really good down the stretch for Robert Morris, really good. Um, you also still have Michael Green the third. Um, depth is going to be an issue for them, at least for the time being. Again, you know, theoretically, there's a good chance he will probably uh, look at the portal again and see what he can find. Um, but if you look at, you know, and there's still the question of uh, whether or not Khalil Spear is going to take his extra year. I think that will be the big question on Robert. Uh, that will be the big question for Robert Morris is that will Khalil Spear take his extra year? And that's something, you know, using Robert Morris as an example. But overall, um, you know, they've been there's been a lot of talk about how this this COVID year is really going to affect teams and especially high schoolers coming out and I think I'd like to hope that a lot of these teams have already had these conversations and they know the answer like I hope players aren't just sitting around trying to figure out what's best for them because this could greatly affect a lot of other people so while we might not know I I hope that that you know Khalil Spear and Robert Morris already have have an answer in place 
Whichever that way would be that my is. Guess. And by the way, um, when Khalil Spear makes his decision, um, we'll make sure we put it on the senior tracker. We're doing that again this year. Yeah, the senior tracker is a great, uh, great way to try to keep track of what's going on because it's Key, impossible. Keyword try. I, it's impossible. I'm even, honestly, I'm not even sure I got everybody who's eligible for an extra year on there, but I did my best. Um, I actually got. I have to, but incidentally, I, I, I think I did update it with DeAndre Golston, who opted to take his extra year and go play for Dennis Gates. That's gonna never not be fun to say. Dre Golston feeding Amari Davis. Or, under the tutelage vice, of Dennis Gates. Or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a... Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know what? Speaking of senior tracker, I actually want to uh, talk to you about... I want to talk to you about about um, about Antoine Davis because you and I are of the opinion that we really do think that he is going to... Opt out of his senior se- uh, this extra year. Go to uh, you know go play pro. Go see what the pros have to offer, and that's about it. Um, we are of one camp. Um, I know Carrick Jones is of the camp that he's going to come back for his extra season. Um, but you read something uh, earlier this week that I don't know. It didn't seem like he was going anywhere. Oh, uh, quite the opposite. I even highlighted it. Hold on, I, I wasn't prepared for this conversation. Hold on, I got to go find it. Yeah, you knew um, I was going to pop quiz you on that one. Um, oh, I, I wasn't ready. I, I failed. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I tweet too much, too. This is going to take me a minute. Basically, the uh, and I highlighted it. He was doing an interview with somebody. Who was he doing it was an a, interview uh, with? I want to say it was HD Dirt with uh, Adam King. I think it was. I think that was him, unless I'm completely wrong. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I tweet too much. Oh, Hoops HD. I'm sorry. Is that, do you have it there? Hold on a second. I got you. Hold un segundo. Unless I'm incorrect, which is also a distinct which possibility. Is always a possibility. Um, I, I'm really good at not being right, so that's helpful. Yes, get all get all your information from the Horizon Roundtable, where Bob is, you know, wrong half the time. Outstanding work. Yes, it was Hoops HD. You found, found it. I still have, oh, here we go. I just found it myself. Okay, so in this article, um, what what I found interesting and I highlighted it in, in my tweet was uh. They asked him, you know, they were talking, they said last Wednesday in the 2022 TBC, you scored 24 points, uh, three points in a loss or in a loss at FGCU, finishing your career in the top 25, blah, blah. And then also it says it shows that all of your, or he says, it shows that all of your work I put in through the years has paid off. I don't know. It sounded kind of a bit, a bit like a finality to me. Okay. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like they they referenced end of your career and he, he kind of ran with it so i i, huh. I kind of read into that a little bit uh-huh well i mean well i guess we'll probably find out soon enough because ultimately decision time is coming for everyone well here's the thing though i could see the davis family sitting on this as long as possible too they could even play the oh antoine's just gonna test the waters and keep his eligibility card I don't see why they wouldn't, you know, they're going to play this out. And if nothing else, try to maybe sell a couple extra seats in sure. who knows, maybe Mike Davis. We've no, he's been known to try to uh, find himself a new coaching gig in the middle of a summer. So who knows? Maybe he dangles Antoine. Uh, sure. You want to do that though. I guess this, this is a little late in the game to do that, but I don't know. That's I, he, I mean, what he, that LSU job, right? He almost took that. What a year or two ago. Like it's, 
Was he? I mean, how close was he to doing that? How close was he to taking getting? We'll, what, we'll how never close know, was he was actually offered? I mean, come, that, some of that sniffing. I think is kind of he a was sniffing bit around. Speed. That's that's what we know. He was sniffing around at least. I mean, I suppose. So, um, I don't think we'll know anything about Antoine for a little while. No, but. We better, you know, as far as Detroit Mercy is concerned, they better, you know, find out and figure this out soon because, you know, we got the spring signing period coming up. We got to get guys in and you got to make And he's not the only one, obviously, they got to think about, you know, where, you know, they don't know exactly what's going on with Willie Isiani, although all signs seem to point to him kind of hanging he's done, it up. I think, yeah, I think he's, um, I hope so. He just always seems to have a concussion. I, I want Willie to go find himself a career somewhere and, and live a healthy rest of his life. He's not the only one. Noah Waterman seems to get and keep getting concussions too. I'm a little concerned. It's interesting because that's a that's a brain injury, and no one ever thought. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Noah Waterman he might be super smart. I he just it's the Malibu. Most well, he looks problem. like a middle school math teacher now. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I that team. I don't know. They could be in in a lot of trouble real quick. I could see Mike Davis not being there in the fall. That's ooh yeah. I, I mean. That would be something because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got a year. It, it sounds like he has a year left on his contract. And I don't know if he puts that much to I don't I mean, and they basically and Detroit Mercy basically gives him whatever he wants. I mean, that's a sweet gig for him. Why would you leave that? Well, I mean, this is good. I mean, and, and, what's left for him, though? I mean, you, you were getting new president, new AD at, at Detroit Mercy this year. We're still sticking to the new AD thing yet, except that, even though it hasn't been officially announced. Um, We're still sticking I, to that. I am. I mean, okay. that's that's Matt speaking. I, I as far as my my sources hate to say it, uh, tell me that that uh, he's Vowles has been uh, two feet out the door for for a while now. Okay. Um, I will. Yeah, I will kind of go with you on that one because I really haven't been paying a lot of attention on there, but. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, of source, go, sorry, go ahead and finish this. I, I have to anything run Anything is something. possible. I was just going to say anything's possible. Uh, can I can I switch subjects real quick? Speaking oh, of sources, and, um, on the women's side for, <laughs> for a moment, um, Oakland basketball has been a disaster. You know, there's so much talk in the past years about Oakland men in the portal, but the Oakland women's team has been a disaster in the portal starting during the season when they've had a bunch of players leave now that uh season's done they've had more players leave um they've what are they have seven people they have seven players in the portal route don't they i believe that was the number that kyle came up with and when it comes to women's basketball kyle uh, kyle's a source so uh or a trusted uh resource on that so yeah he's he's at seven um is the number that i believe he put out there and that, yes. that's a lot of players and um i'm gonna go on the record here on our podcast and not that a lot of people are, are listening, not especially when it comes to women's basketball, but uh, I'm gonna, which, I'm by gonna, the, which incidentally we will resolve next year. Cause we're going to be doing this, the, the standalone thing with uh, next year. Right. So, so I guess next year, this would go on the other podcast, but I'm going right. to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some Oakland basketball news. That's not official, but I'm telling you it's a thing. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. But Jeff Tungate is back. That that's yeah. a known thing. Oakland Post ran an article, but what they're yeah. not telling you is Keisha Blanton's contract was not renewed. Keisha Blanton is gone, but her contract runs for another month, and, and they've asked her to be quiet. 
So she's removed Oakland from her Twitter. She's just sitting there quiet for another month because that's what she's got to do to make her money. But Keisha Blanton's gone, and that's what, part of why all these players are leaving. Some of these players left because they didn't think Jeff was going to be back, and they didn't like Keisha, so they left. Now Jeff's back, and some of the players that don't like Jeff have left because Keisha's not there. So basically what you have is a team starting from scratch, and that's going to be ugly for Oakland and now- basketball. Now, if I, now if I, I, I haven't followed the situation, so obviously Keisha Blanton was the interim coach. I understand that Jeff Tungate was had issues. What was it? Was his back or something like that? It's his he was back, back, his neck. Yeah, he, and this is the second time he's had this, where he, 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 I mean, he he was gone pretty much. I mean, all of a sudden, he they thought it was fixed after a year or two ago. He had some surgery on it, but it wasn't. So then he's been out all year pretty much um, trying to have a quality of life again, hopefully. Which, you know, don't get me wrong. I hope I hope good things for Jeff. When you say quality of life, easy. you make it, wow, that's, that sounds even more grim. That sounds even Duke, grimmer Duke than couldn't I walk. Like, I mean, yeah, he was just in constant pain, couldn't walk. Like, he's pretty much been laid up for the past few months since the surgery. It's It was not good for him. I mean, he wasn't even on the bench, like, watching. Like, basically, he didn't Holy exist. Cow. It was Keisha's team this yeah. year. Yeah, that's true. It, it certainly was. But, some, that... but, Keisha, but Keisha had different ideas about, you know, maybe players and rotations and things. That's why you saw uh-huh. Alana Blackwell go, in, Blackwell go into um, the portal midseason, which is interesting because she has been a big part of Oakland basketball the past year and a half. Uh-huh. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff. And now, you know, some of these players pretty much expected that this team was going to be Keisha's. But, but Jeff's back and it's Jeff's team again. And some of the players have left because, for you know, every, everybody's leaving for different reasons. But meanwhile, that's what Oakland's not telling you. and. I'm just telling, saying it here on a podcast, and if someone wants to believe me, cool. And if you don't want to believe me, cool. We'll see you in a little bit here. But Keisha Blanton's out. Please, Keisha Blanton's out, and I think that that's a mistake. And I think that Oakland's women's basketball is getting a free pass that they don't deserve at this point. That's interesting because you know uh, because that's not the only team that it's ironic because that's not the only team that you know this this you know mass transfer is happening to. Wright State's having the same thing going on. Of course, this is is a way different situation because you have a new coach who's, you know, they're, you know, obviously the team stuck around for the new coach. Obviously, that didn't, you know, they they decided they didn't want it. They decided to, you know, part ways. This is a completely different situation altogether. It's a whole mess, and don't get me wrong. No, nobody wins in this mess. You know, I, no. like I said, I feel bad that you know that Jeff hasn't been able to run his team essentially two out of three years. But meanwhile, it's it's a mess and. Oakland women's basketball hasn't been good since they entered the Horizon League, and at some point they need to be held responsible. That's gonna they got it, yeah. That I mean, it, when you look, you know, yeah, uh, Oakland cannot live on swimming championships alone. Well, they can, but I I would like <laughs> to see more. Well, you can, but you know, I get it. But yeah, that's gonna be a big question mark for them. It's gonna be huge. I mean, and this and when you have when you look at obviously when you look at the dynamic of the on the women's side it's a highly competitive situation there and if you can't get it together that's gonna be a big issue especially you know when you already when you you know especially at the top you know if you're gonna be looking up at the top half of the standings all the time you i do not envy anybody doing that no and like i said i i I just wanted to, to put it out there because because I wanted to, and again, I'm I'm gonna quote sources, and if you don't believe me, I don't believe I don't I don't blame you. I wouldn't believe me either, but I'm telling you, it's a thing. There you go. Take it for what you want, or don't. That's Correct. okay. I will. Yeah. And if we get it, and and we're wrong, we're wrong. But you know, that's we're what not. we do here. Anyway, 
Um, speaking of so uh, so going back over the men's side. Um, speaking of the transfer portal, there was one name that entered the transfer portal that I was a little surprised about, and that was Garrett Covington from Youngstown State. Garrett Covington took his. Uh, Garrett Covington is on his was on his extra year. Three games into the season, he gets hurt. He ends up out of this out for the year. Now he has apparently put his name into the transfer portal, leading me to believe that whoever, wherever he transfers, they'll, he'll be able to get a medical waiver for that extra year again. It's gonna, it's, it is. It, I want to say it's, it's not even. And the thing is with that, it's not even a unique situation within the Horizon League. However, I would be very, I am very interested in seeing how this one plays out. Primarily because, again, he's not the only one that had this same issue. Because at Cleveland State, Craig Bodwan had the exact same issue happen. Whether or not, and and I know that before Dennis Gates left, he had mentioned that, Craig, yes, Craig Bodwan was going to apply for a waiver. So now this comes, now the question becomes, in when this situation happens, is the NCAA going to give it the green light saying, yes, we understand you got hurt during your extra year. Here's one more year. The NCAA is so weird. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I I never know where to, to start with all this, honestly. Like, I just kind of sit back and Nobody go, does. It's the NCAA. They make it. I think they make this stuff up as they go along. There's a bit of a whose line is it anyway, make it up as we go along to it. But at the same time, my understanding is, you know, there, there's 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 avenues for everything so basically you sure. know if you're filing filing these you have to follow this to this to this does a does equal b does equal c you know and while a equals b equals c is not always the case can you make it look like a equals b equals c you know like and so exactly there, there's there's a very rough outline that they have to follow and so covington has probably been told or seems to think i'm, I'm gonna hope that he's had these conversations and seems to think there's you know a way to to play again next year that he's going to get this waiver or should, should be good for this waiver based on this. And I really, th- yeah. And I, I, I believe that too, again, be, and, and maybe it's because of based on that conversation or based on the fact that once again, I mean, Dennis Gates actually put that out there in public saying, yes, we're going to apply for a waiver for uh, Craig Bodwan. And so, you know, that's maybe that, you know, it seems to me that might be the prevailing opinion across the NCAA uh, across the, uh, you know, basketball teams that yeah they're going to attempt to do the exact same thing here which makes sense i mean it wasn't their i mean it wasn't their fault they got hurt right um but again you know with with yeah with with the ncaa you always kind of look at them sideways saying you know how are you going to screw this up because <laughs> they've and done they it so many times and they've done it so many you're right they, they've done it so many times we, we've lost count <laughs> but we'll see um, we'll see. Obviously, we probably will not be seeing Garrett Covington in the Horizon League anymore. But I mean, if he's able to get the waiver, that's great. Again, um, and again, Craig Bodwan is in the same situation with the other situation where they have not yet picked a head coach for Cleveland State. Um, that situation is even more fluid, if you will. So yeah, um, yeah, but. But like you said, we are getting to a point where people are starting to make decisions about their fu- their immediate futures. And 
again, I'm a little, I am kind of impressed by the level of restraint. A lot of the players that have the eligibility senior, the, that extra year have had in terms of being able to look at the landscape and say, can I, you know, it, it, should I go somewhere else? Should I, you know, explore my opportunities? We haven't seen it a lot. We saw, obviously we saw it with DeAndre Golson. I had a feeling that that was going to be the case anyway, because of the fact that, you know, Milwaukee fired fired Pat Baldwin Sr. I'm, you know, uh, and I, I felt that DeAndre Golston, of all of them, would probably find another opportunity, would look for another opportunity elsewhere, which obviously is found in Missouri, Horizon League All-Star team. Um, Joey St. Pierre's teammate did the exact same thing. Um, we have yet to hear from Tafari Sims. He's got an extra year, so um, I'm guessing he might be, he's going to be a wait and see guy. Uh, so Bart Lundy can talk to him and see what's going on. Um, I'm going to miss Adrian Nelson, though. He is going to be taking his extra year, but he is going to be in, he's in the transfer portal. Very, very sad about that one. Loved his game. Yeah. Love the fact that he was, he didn't even start in the average seven and a half rebounds a game. That's insane. He's going to make, he's going to make somebody's front court very happy. Absolutely. Um, I think the big thing, I, I, yeah, I think the biggest thing with Adrian Nelson is the fact that when Chris Brandon came in, that made, uh, I, I hate to say redundant, but that's kind of what happened to him. Chris Brandon, you know, Chris Brandon, who has the game, who has the exact same game, was able to produce the, you know, the same amount of rebounds. And, oh, by the way, he was able to, you know, he was able to score. I mean, that's, you know. It's nice. It would have been nice to have both of them still, but you know, realistically, I think Adrian Nelson wanted to find somewhere else to go. I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, Northern Kentucky things. I, you know, at some point I, I tune out Northern Northern Kentucky. You know, that's, that's well. I got okay. So I got one more thing from Northern Kentucky you could tune out from because um, somebody actually is opting into their extra year, and it's Trayvon, Trayvon Faulkner. Yeah, he will be back. He'll Yay. absolutely be back. We're gonna crack that nut. I'm telling you, man. We're gonna we're 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 gonna get there. We're gonna. And then there. I'll probably care more and have more to say. There you go. Until that point in time, meh, <laughs> meh. <laughs> Until that point, meh. So, um, you know, so like I, by the way, like I alluded to at the beginning of the uh, podcast, obviously Cleveland State, as of right now, is still mulling its options. Um. I did. Feel, I did hear uh, there was a little bit of a freak out early over the weekend because uh, obviously Cleveland State is you know on top of the two internal guys they I know that they're going to be looking at, which is Rob Summers and Drew Joyce the third. Um, incidentally, Drew Joyce the third got a rating endorsement from LeBron James by a tweet, so I'm sure that won't affect anything at all. Um, <laughs> How do you guy. not? I'm sorry. Right. How do you I not? Mean, at that point, I mean, that is that is seismic. I I mean that's eh, man I'm about yeah. That's playing the long game. How do you not? Yeah, that's I am. I mean, I I have been of the opinion that you know I when you look at the when you look at the dynamic and I you see you can see either of those two guys either of those two either Rob Summers or Drew Joyce the third makes sense. Both of them make sense. 
there's the you know they're they're a part of the, they were a part they've been a part of the program they you know they've been part of the, what built the built Cleveland State into whatever the heck they were before which was you know apparently the uh, apparently the victim of a B movie villain to a perennial contender um so there is that factor um, but I understand why the national, because uh, they are, they've made, they've made no bones about it that they're doing a national, Cleveland State basketball is doing a national search to find a coach. Sure. And, and it, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you need to uh, make sure you you overturn every rock, of course. Absolutely. However, I kind of wish that, yeah, that, yeah, and you, here's what gives me a little bit of pause, Matt, because the search firm they're using. Is Collegiate Sports Associate. Why do you think that would give me a little bit of pause, Matt? Um, because at, at the end of the movie, they rip off the hoods and they helped with the heist. Oh. They were in on it the whole time. Ah, uh, so yes, uh, yeah, Collegiate Sports uh, Associates were the were the folks that uh, brought that brought Dennis Felton into our lives. They gave him the keys. They gave him the keys. Yes. God, All you right. didn't see that so, plot twist coming. All right, so to that said, and I know I know Tom Muskowski had a, was pissed about it. I'm gonna get you to drop an f bomb eventually, Tom. I'm gonna get you to do it, man. I'm gonna get you to spell it out. I know what you're feeling, man. I get it. I do it all the time. But that said, here is kind of my perspective on that. I mean. First of all, a couple of things. First of all, ultimately, the decision is going to be in the hands of the AD. And I'll tell you this much right now. I trust I trust Scott Garrett a hell of a lot more than I did Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is a giant lazy ass, and I'm glad he's gone. Um, and I will still continue to say that. Come get me, buddy. <laughs> the other thing, too, is... One of the things that one of the recent act, uh, one of the recent projects that Collegiate Sports Associates was on was they were actually a part of the uh, a part of the uh, what I, I don't even want to call it the Duke coaching search, but apparently they were involved in that. Ultimately, that job went to uh, Mike Shashevsky's associate. Uh, John Shire, who's going to take over next year after Coach K retires. So I look at that and I think to myself, well, maybe that is ultimately how this ends up playing out. They look around, they see, they see what's going on as far as the, you know, what potential coaching candidates are there and ultimately turn, come back with, you know what, you guys were right with the first time, go with one of your assistants. And it can easily go that way. It certainly could go that way, and it's plausible too. That said, you know, I that said, I keep uh, and by the way, I actually put together a list of potential candidates for Cleveland State. Um, put together something, um, on HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, I did obviously I include Rob, the Rob Summers and Drew Joyce the first, first of the, the third at the top of the list. Um, I included your suggestion, Saudi Washington. Um. That's not seeming that's not seeming that far fetched anymore. I'm not 100. He goes. I'm not 100 on him. I'm not 100 sold on him on, at Western anymore. Western Michigan anymore. I, it's not the dumbest thing I've ever said. I'll tell you that. It it makes it does make sense. I mean, when you when you see the name Ed Schilling being bantied about 
for that Western Michigan job. And by the way, if you're an old head Wright State fan, you're thinking, why is that even a thing? Anything is possible. <laughs> um, I will say this: there is one name that I did that I actually had to sneak in and put on there, um, and that's Ben McCollum from Northwest Missouri State. Um, I caught some of the. Uh, I I did catch the. I did watch the uh, Division Two Championship game. That guy's got it going on. I mean, that guy has has built a machine there. And now I see why, by the way, Milwaukee fan wanted him so much. Although you guys will definitely, you know, when you hear the interview with uh, Bart Lundy, you're going to, you know, I think you guys are going to like him. Um, but yeah, I'm making see- Simpsons Bart jokes or not yet. Do we have to wait? What, what's the moratorium on that? Can we, can we, let's get, let's let him go through halfway through the season. <laughs> Before we let, start saying things like don't have a cow man. Let's get them through the non-conference first. Non-conference. Okay, I just want to make sure that we, we set some some early ground rules on this. That's right. So, Bart Lundy, yeah, you're not going to hear any Bart Simpson jokes until after the non-conference at the very earliest. <laughs> no no, eat my shorts. Don't, don't have a cow man. <laughs> Something like that. But, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I, but, again, I can see why right, a Milwaukee fan was hot on, on, on McCollum. And it's funny because during the uh, during the championship broadcast, they were like, "Is this the last game he's going to be coaching for that?" And I'm like, "I don't know, maybe." More jobs than just Horizon League jobs too, so you never know. This is true because there's a there's a Miami job that's open, and there's a bunch of other ones too. I don't want to talk about. It. There's the SMU job. Um, that obviously Grant McCaslin from, who by the way is uh, Grant McCaslin from North Texas, obviously apparently uh, turned down. Funny story because apparently during the broadcast they also mentioned how tight that Ben McCollum was with Grant McCaslin, so that may not actually be an option for them either. But who knows? Um, but yeah, I I, I like I, I like the, st- the the way that that you know you know the I keep in mind of course I only have one you know, game as kind of a, as a, uh, as a sample size, but they did win that game and won another championship. So. Well, until then, we'll just watch for the white smoke escaping from the Wolstein center. As long as it's not a mushroom cloud this year. <laughs> so with that said, yeah. How do we end up doing with, yeah. That's like the second time in the last three years I've used the word mushroom cloud on this at the Wolstein mushroom cloud and Wolstein center in the same sentence on a podcast episode. Uh, I, I don't know, Bob. I, I don't know how we end up in half the places we do, but here we are. Here we are. Yep. So at least this time, at least, you know, at least this time I'm not in a complete freak. Uh, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not what I think is an extinction level event, which didn't turn out to be, which turned out to be the opposite. So I don't know, but that's going to wrap it up for us. So, um, so yeah, tune in to the bonus episode. Uh, with uh, with my conversation with uh, new Milwaukee coach Bart Lundy, you definitely don't want to miss that. I I, I enjoyed having a conversation with him. Um, also, uh, just uh, HorizonRoundtable.com senior trackers up there. Uh, that the list of coaching candidates is up there for Cle- you know possible coaching candidates for Cleveland State is up there. Um, I, I you know everybody else is you know we we've got all about you know I'm sure we'll have some additional content in there as well. Um, Obviously, we're wherever podcasts are found, and of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So until next time, thank you all for listening.